0: Grain Maker. Welcome, everyone, to the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie-proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I've recorded this three times now and. I get so used to doing the same intro that my fiancé sitting on the couch melding the words along with me as I was doing the intro, and now she's cackling, so she gets a little shout-out now. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're kicking things off right away. It's the end of September. That's ridiculous. It seems like just the other day was August, and now we're ready for spooky season. So, you know, get your Halloween direct decorations out. It is also time for fall m&m season you if you dip down to the states anytime soon you can go grab your pumpkin spice m&m's your candy corn m&m's your cookies and scream m&m's because you know your boy loves his m&m's and in two weeks time when i go down to fargo for the time bomb pro show which is going to be fantastic i mean fucking filthy tom lawler's on the show same with mike bailey brian keith and dom greeny in a cage match oh it's gonna be great uh, when I go down there for that, I'm going to roll back here with about a hundred dollars worth of seasonal M and M's, and I will be set up until Christmas time, when all the Christmas festive M and M's come out as well. But uh, yeah, uh, time bomb Pro show is coming up two weeks away, and this Friday is the WWE SmackDown show. So, depending when you listen to this, it either just happened or it's going to be happening. There's still a few tickets left if you're listening to it before. I grabbed two floor seats last night for a a decent price. And uh, your boy's going to be there cheering his little heart out. Maybe I'll make a sign or two living it up like the old days. But probably not. But I'll be there. So if you see me, come say, hey, let's have fun, chat wrestling. But let's talk about this week's uh, episode of the podcast. Last week was a great episode with Stefan Epic joining me again. And it was a really fun wrestling chat. Just talking about everything. This week was a very special episode. Um, I've been fortunate enough to talk to people from New Zealand, Mexico, England, all across Canada. Well, this week we dip back down to Mexico. And I was fortunate enough to talk to Danny Lidsma. I probably pronounced last name wrong. He runs Lucha Memes down in Mexico. It is a, a promotion doing things a little bit differently down there than your typical... Uh, promotions down in Mexico. You're going to hear about just the kind of the way he likes to differentiate his promotion from, you know, the AAAs, the CMLLs and just exactly what he's doing to uh, bring that to the forefront. We talk about uh, the promotion itself, struggles that he's had with, you know, even differentiating differentiating it from everything else, getting what a lot of the fans might be used to a certain style and he's trying to change that outlook we talk about that we talk about the uh i'm gonna i know i'm gonna pronounce this name wrong the uh battle of Coacalco, which just happened and uh on that was it's sort of like a pwg bola type event where bringing in some of the top independent uh wrestlers like for this one masha slamovich was there she had a great showing there. I'm not going to say much more, but definitely check it out if you can. She was there. Vinny Massaro was there. Titus Alexander, who was actually going to be out in Alberta in like two weeks' time wrestling for top talent. That was the name I was thinking of last week. Titus Alexander was there wrestling. And then also, former guest of the show, X-Devil Jr., he actually wrestled there as well in a tag match with his brother, Soul. So, they're doing things differently and it's very awesome to see. I love when promotions are able to just do something different and stand out. So you know what? We're going to jump right into the podcast without further ado on the grain maker wrestling podcast, Danny Leedsma from Lucha means. Hey, Hi. how's it going? How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Fine. Thanks.
0: How was, uh, how was the show yesterday? Uh, it was a little
1: bit hard. I thought it would be a, a better gate, mm-hmm. but uh, it was, uh, there were, very few fans. It was a very good show, but unfortunately, they they don't get to know maybe a little bit more about uh, independent wrestling in mm-hmm. other parts of the world. So it's hard to sell the those kind of, of shows.
0: Yeah, I bet. Because yeah, I as a, uh, mm-hmm. like me seeing the advertisements for it and stuff, like you know, seeing like Titus Alexander there and Masha there. I'm like. This is awesome, you know. So I was I was hoping for a good uh, good turnout for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. The problem is that the fans they don't know Titus, they don't know Masha, they don't know Vinny. <laughs> and that's the problem. At the beginning, they are like always like they don't know what's going to happen. And after the event, they are taking pictures. They are, they, they are like screaming the name of the wrestlers. For example, Masha yesterday mm-hmm. in the in the final match, she was the one, the favorite one of the of our fans. Even even though of our Mexican wrestlers that are they, the the favorite the favorite ones of the of the fans, for example, Masha got a, a great reaction. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Titus Ty, also. That, so, that's so
2: awesome.
1: yeah. So th- that happens most of the times. They they get to see the work of other wrestlers, and after the match, they they admire and they respect the, their mm-hmm. work.
0: It it's almost just getting that little bit of like. Uh, knowledge of independent wrestling a little bit, and then it'll almost help more down the line, you know.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to give to the fans a, a new option, and especially to the wrestlers, uh, as I have said, a word. uh sorry, a door for the independent wrestlers in Mexico, a special door, so so they can achieve a goal because mm-hmm. for most of the wrestlers, Mexico is one of their goals. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do. And we started like last year on April. And the first one was Daniel Garcia, for example. Yeah. So having Daniel Garcia in Cuacalco was an amazing experience. And now our fans, they get to know what kind of wrestlers they are coming. When they see Daniel Garcia in AAW and wrestling against those great opponents, they say, oh, we got that guy in Mm Cuacalco and we didn't know about, about him. So. That's, that's what we're trying to do because in Mexico, most of the promotions are very similar. Uh, they are doing the same. It's not like in other parts of the world that you know each promotion because they are different. Mm-hmm. Here, if we, for example, one of the things I did from the States was the PWG, the bola, that tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it in Aucalpan and I, the name of the event was Battle of Naucalpan. My first show in that kind of format. But it was inspired in the bola tournament.
0: Well, because when I was going back and looking at some of the Battle of uh, uh, Coa, (laughs) Coacalco, Coacalco, I was going back looking at some of the like people in it, some of the winners, and I'm like, okay, you know, you had Bandito, you had Lee Moriarty, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like this is like the equivalent almost of PWG where you're, you're finding these guys who haven't yet made it huge. You're bringing them in and, you know, giving them a platform. So,
1: yeah. In fact, the first show we did, it was in Arena Naucalpan. I I used to run years ago. Naucalpan was like my, one of my arenas. And uh, I, I did that tournament, the Battle of Naucalpan. So the first, the first edition was a big one. It was an amazing show. And, what, what we are trying to do is to do the tournament and to give some uh, extra matches. For example, in that event, we had Bandido against Ultimo Guerrero. It mm-hmm. was the first time they wrestled against. And I had Jonathan Gresham against Virus from Consejo. Both both matches were like the support matches for our tournament.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: so it was a very complete event. But as I told you, after we did that show, all the promotions started like the to do the, the same kind of tournament. So that's hard for us because the, the fan base of the Mexican promotion, the independent ones, are the same fans. So you watch mm-hmm. all those fans in the same in, in all the promotions. So it's hard, for example, to do something new because they, they, they don't make a difference on each promotion. They think it's the same product. So that's why I think it's hard. So that's why I, I started trying to, to bring the new talent and mm-hmm. to instead instead of looking to Mexico. I started looking to other places in the world and especially in the States, in the United States. So that's what, what we're trying to do.
0: Nice. Well, how did you get started in wrestling? Was that, cause I, I know in college you had a project going on. Were you, did you do anything before that or was that your first little foray into wrestling?
1: So I started as a wrestling fan. Uh, my grandparent, the, uh, he, he used to take me to Arena Mexico as my prize. If I was a, A good student, that was my prize, for example. Mm -hmm. So my my grandfather, uh, he was like very into uh, different kind of sports or the sport that like the Mexicans. I don't know how to say it in English, but he was like, uh, he was one of a kind. For example, he liked boxing. He liked like uh, domino and all that kind of stuff. And wrestling is one of that lucha libre. So that was Mm -hmm. like my prize. So um, after he died, I decided like, to quit watching Lucha Libre. And s- some years after that, uh, when I was in my university, uh, one of my final projects was like, I tried to do something different because I was in a very nice university. And for mm-hmm. example, here, Lucha Libre is like, people think that it's for poor people or, the, or for people that they don't have like a culture. That's the way they, they, they look Lucha Libre here in Mexico. Really? Yeah so a lot of my of my friends or the people in the university they were doing projects for example of gol- golf golf uh, courses or spas big hotels those kind of projects
2: mm-hmm.
1: because because they had a lot of money and, and a lot of sons of people in the in the political uh, rich people mm-hmm. so it was funny because i tried that project and the rest of the of the people that were helping me were girls that they didn't even know about Lucha Libre, but they mm-hmm. trusted my project. So after I did it, it was a very nice project. Um, my university, I think they uploaded to the internet and some people find it. The Some people that were in charge of the best expos in Mexico, the people that bring the, the biggest concerts,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is it's called Cesa. they had a part that, is, that was for expositions. So they were trying to do something with Lucha Libre. And they called me and we started working the project. And uh, it was great because it became a reality. And we did some cool stuff. For example, having AAA and CMLL in the same place with the independent promotions, all the famous wrestlers in the biggest uh, exposition place for Mexico. Well, the biggest, it was called Centro Banamex. that is like the most, the biggest one. Mm-hmm. so it was, we had like four editions and it was something that inspired me to continue into pro wrestling so while I was doing that I w- once again I entered into the Lucha Libre world at that time there was no Facebook, there, it was MySpace mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and the Mexican Lucha Libre fans we used to uh, message boards were mm-hmm. like the popular ones so I was into one that was Boxy Lucha so I started to get to know more people that right now are important in lucha libre in Mexico years ago, and at that time uh, hardcore wrestling was like in uh, their moment in Mexico because it was something like something new for the Mexican fans.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I get to know uh, Crazy Boy that was one of the main guys, and at that time he starts DTU, that is a promotion and an independent promotion that was in into the hardcore matches. And I started doing the advertising for Crazy Boy. And months later, uh, I was almost in charge of the promotion. I was running the shows. I was doing the booking, the advertising. And in this expo that you mentioned, I did one of the biggest shows of DTU. At that time, for example, I brought Generico Mm -hmm. and and Joaquin Wilde. He's right now in NXT. Yeah, yeah so i started like doing that kind of of mixture between lucha libre and independent wrestling in the states and canada and what that was the way i started into this world let's say the the expo, the expo it was lucha libre like experiencia that was the name of the expo mm-hmm. and then working the the first dtu events
0: like i know um For myself, when I was first introduced to, you know, uh, wrestling outside of North America, you know, down Mexico, Lucha Libre, it was, you know, AAA, CMLL, those were the two main ones that I had always heard about, you know, and I think some people always say like, oh, the first, you know, Uh, experience was, you know, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, so to say. That's what a lot of people say. But uh, for me, I think it was watching a Royal Rumble in 96 when I I think there was a few uh, Lucha Libre wrestlers that they had brought in because they were slowly trying to integrate that. So that was my first thing. What you're doing, bringing in, you know, different uh, wrestlers from, you know, the States and that, integrating those and trying to set your product apart, that's really... It's really showing the initiative and doing something different, which I think is really good, especially for wrestling, to show that there's more out there and integrating that into your own product.
1: Yeah, as I told you, I'm I'm trying to do something different. Um, One of the things that helped me the most was that I got a deal with IWTV. Mm -hmm. So I started watching uh, even more promotions. And I got to see a great, a great generation. I was in, uh, looking for the new people, the new wrestlers, and I was in shock because I, I thought immediately, this is going to be one of the best generations of, of independent wrestling. And right now, it, the, the game has changed. Why? Because I remember years ago, for example, Generico he told me, man, it's, it's going to be impossible for me to achieve a goal like WWE or to get to one of those uh, big places. Mm-hmm. And and right now, at this time, you can see that a lot of independent wrestlers can get to AAW or Impact or WWE. It's not impossible as before that they need to be like big guys with muscles mm-hmm. and the, the game has changed. So what I'm trying to do is to get those future stars before it's going to be impossible for me in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And And I want, as I told you, to give them the chance to debut in Mexico because... The rest of the independent promoters, they don't, they don't uh, give a fuck about independent wrestling in the states. They, they don't even know about the promotions.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: don't, they don't even know about the wrestlers. They are into the Mexican uh, wrestling, lucha libre, and that's all. Yeah. So, if, for example, if if Bandido right now is one of the popular guys, all independent promoters are going to use Bandido, and they are not going to create their. Um, the local wrestler, the, the local or their future star, mm-hmm. and and something also that I have done since I started into this is to help the the future generations of Mexico. So right now you can see wrestlers, for example, Penta, Phoenix, uh, Daga, Aramis, Ares, Commander, uh, Drago Kid. All those guys are people that started with me years ago mm-hmm. when they were starting in the independent scene. They started with me and. And some of them are wrestlers that I support since the beginning, and that I help them for their careers. For example, so one of them, for example, is Aramis. Aramis, since he started in Cuacalco, I started with him, and I create like that uh, career for him. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do in Mexico also. Since and and also with international people, Angelico, uh, we used to work with Calisto. Mm-hmm. In, 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 when they were beginning, so that's what that's what uh, makes me the most happy to the Lucha Libre world to to help the future generations. And if I make I, I, if I make that mixture with the uh, independent wrestlers in the states or Canada, it's even better for me. I,
0: I I hear of a lot of Canadian wrestlers, like independent wrestlers, who I know recently some of them made the trip down to Mexico. You'll hear about it all the time. You know, getting that experience. Is that something you would like to see a lot more Mexican wrestlers take the initiative and go up and wrestle in Canada or wrestle in the States? That's what I'm trying to do. For
1: example, uh, what we tried to do this last event was something different. I, I brought a guy like Vinny Masaro. That mm-hmm. Vinny Masaro, he's a great wrestler, great, great wrestler, sorry. But he's also something, someone important right now in the West Coast. So I wanted Vinny to watch all my, my talent. And it's funny because Vinny was like, hey man, I like this guy, this guy, but the problem is that most of them they don't have a passport, they don't have a visa. Why? because they don't they don't know that it's possible to do it mm-hmm. they 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 think that Mexico is the only way they can do a career, and I want to change that mentality with my past generation. It has started, for example, as I told you, Commander Aramis Zares, are people, mm-hmm. for example, that got their passport, got their visa. And right now they are into the best independent uh, promotions in, in the States. I think that what it needs to be like improve is, for example, in Canada, I really don't know except like two or three promotions. But I think we also need to to watch the talent from Canada right now in Mexico. I know mm-hmm. that they come to train, for example, with Bandido in his, in his gym and they try to learn and to make some stuff. But I don't know why they don't like take the, the next step. So... If in the future there are are chances also to do it with the Canadian wrestlers, for me it would be also amazing. It's kind of difficult for me because the ticket prices, their plane tickets are way more expensive than in the United States. So that's make it makes it a little bit more more difficult
0: yeah i mean even flying in canada to go you know say from winnipeg to toronto you're going to be paying (laughs) seven hundred dollars round trip and it's like well it's a lot exactly (laughs) so i can only imagine to do something like that where you're getting you know say four wrestlers from canada all flying down to mexico to train and do shows down there i mean it's it has to be a viable and affordable thing for everyone involved
1: Yeah, and the problem right now, for example, is that I have to be also sincere is that my promotion, for example, right now is through a difficult moment. Uh, Years ago, we were like the biggest one, the biggest independent promotion. But right now, as I told you, there's a lot of competition right now here in Mexico. The the economy is not doing fine. There are difficult things for us, for example. So the last event was my worst gate ever. Mm -hmm. I just sold like 68 tickets. For me, it was like, I was in shock. And I was at the beginning, like, kind of depressed or, or sad because I wanted Masha, Titus, and Vinny to get, like, the big experience with us in Cuacalco. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't uh, possible because, it, as I told you, the people didn't arrive. I don't know why. Maybe it was a difficult weekend because, as you know, there were a lot. To... This weekend, the independence weekend in Mexico is, is huge. Mm-hmm. There's the, the anniversary of Arena Mexico, other promotions run big shows. And maybe the people were like, they spend all their money. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, so, uh, how can I say it? it? What what I'm trying to do, for example, is what I started like also last year, that there are people that maybe they want to, to help or support some of their favorite wrestlers. And and I'm inviting them to be part of this. Like you helped me in one of the, the yeah. situations. So that's great because it makes it easier for me and for example, in this event, there was a a, a good uh, fan that that he has also a podcast and he helped me, for example, with Titus. Mm-hmm. So he pay, he helped me to pay like 80% of the airplane of Titus. Okay. And with Mash, with Mash, it was amazing. There were like four people, for example.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And with Vini, it was difficult. But for example, I had a compromise with Vini and I bought the ticket for Vini. For so that's the way, for example, that it's Kind of easy for me to bring instead of one, I can bring three people. And then as I uh, talk with them, I will pay you your hotel, a good hotel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I will your, transporte- your transportation. I'm like the driver for them. I will invite your food. I will give you a good <laughs> opponent. Mm-hmm. I will make your experience a good one. But for example, when I get that help for the airplane tickets, for me, it's like a huge help. Oh, it's make sure. it easier for me because if not, it will be almost impossible.
0: I know for myself, that's one thing that I like being able to do is help supporting, you know, promotions, especially when they're doing something that I am a a fan of, you know, like that, you know, that's up my wheelhouse that I'm like, yes, you know, like I, that's one thing that I have no problem doing because I want to see people succeed, especially with what they're doing. There's so many talented wrestlers out there that, you know something like that can go a long way especially you know promoting you know for your shows or getting them more recognition more notice i think that's huge so it's one of those things where it's like you get the opportunity i jump right on that
1: yeah and it's great for example because also it motivates the wrestlers for when they know that someone else supported one of their dreams it gives them a lot of inspiration that's what i have seen Mm -hmm. it's not the same like if they come like the other way that the promoter pays the the whole thing when there's a a fan or a person that is in, uh, investing in them and making their dreams come true they have like uh, that motivation and that's great mm-hmm. that's that's amazing that's something that they makes them happy and it's a good thing because for example you help you help someone to come to mexico and then a mexican wrestler will get like also the experience to wrestle with someone that it maybe it would be more difficult to to have a match with and the fans get to know more wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, and as I was saying, for example, to Masha, I'm sure that in some years you are going to find uh, some people that you wrestle or that you share the locker room today in other in another country, in another mm-hmm. state, maybe in a big promotion. Because the the lucha libre world and the pro wrestling world is very small. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll get to find a lot of the, the people you share with in the future, and and that's a good thing that if. We are a lot of people, maybe promoters. You doing your work, for example, with the podcast and people buying their tickets for the shows, uh, buying merchandise. You help the the industry to to grow and to still have more talent and to make to get bigger opportunities. And for example, uh, with IWTV, it's it's amazing that we have. I have, I always say in Mexico is like the Lucha Libre or wrestling Netflix for us. Yeah, and people do, they don't know that you can. Be, sit or be in your bed and you, you can watch a lot of new talent great amazing matches and that's also something that I'm trying to do I'm, I'm trying like to give uh, exciting um, matchups for uh, fans all over the world for example when I did H0 with Makowski it's a match that maybe if I don't do it or I don't book it it's going to be almost impossible for for it to happen so mm-hmm. that's what I'm what I'm also trying to, to do to give uh, some amazing matchups.
0: That, that's the thing. It's It'd be so easy just to uh, go with, you know, like a very, very, you know, passive slate almost, but you, you're wanting to put on entertaining products and having, you know, almost these dream matches, ones that you you would want to see as a fan and promoting that. And I think that's a, a huge thing.
1: Yeah, that's something I learned when I took the risk and I made the Sack Saver against Negro Navarro. Mm-hmm. And I made it alone. It was uh, a huge show, and I was the, the only promoter. so for me it was very hard to do it. So uh, but, but that's one of the matches that is the most important for our promotion. It's one of the matches that has made uh, well, that has more influence all, our, all around the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's something that I like and, and that's something that when I get the time I, I try to, to do it uh, again and again and again. So, for example, also this year I did something crazy like Tony Deppen against Beatles, maybe two different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that maybe you could never imagine. And even in a place like Cuacalco, that is it's not the big venue, it's not like the big arena. It's it's a small one, but we're trying to to have amazing matches. And and that's our motivation right now, because as I told you, maybe right now the gates, the ticket sales are not in the best. In the best uh, moment, but mm-hmm. we're trying to to change that. Um meanwhile, we, while we can do it, we're going to uh, we're going to to do it uh, the more often we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I encourage anyone listening to uh, make sure you you jump onto IWTV because there's a lot of your older cards up there and i mean it is like netflix because i know when i've had it before just like netflix i'll be scrolling not knowing what to watch because there's just so much on there but i encourage everyone to check out all the lucha meme stuff up on there
1: yeah they they should try to to do it and support the that project because for example also in mexico i'm trying to change that in mexico we had the costume like to have everything for free
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: like the, the big one is Mas lucha Uh, mass luches like the the IWTV of mexico let's say like that and they for example they want every every, they don't pay you for your shows they just tape the show and they don't it doesn't matter if you lose money or you win at the end you don't get any money and they are the one that get the the money from youtube or other places
0: they're reaping all the benefits while you're not getting anything
1: (laughs) yeah yes and they are good friends of mine but uh, as i told them one thing is friendship and another thing is the business. And mm-hmm. as a business right now, for me, it's not the best option. So that's why I decided to, to do that movement to IWTV. And the other Mexican promotion, I told you, they do always the same. So they are doing their shows. The promoters, maybe they are losing their money and uh, they don't get any, any money because of the streaming or they don't get, they get no money. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying to to change my business move uh, method into the one of the United States or Canada mm-hmm. to change that that mentality. That's what I'm trying to do. Let's say I'm starting to understand the new business maybe late later than other people, but it never it's never uh, late to to change the the mentality. So it's gonna take more time for me, but I'm trying to do it.
0: That's that's the main thing is you recognize you know like okay it might not be right when you want to do it but you are making that change and you know putting the wheels in motion so that eventually you will get to that spot where you want it to be and have you know you're at the level that you want.
1: Yeah, that that's what I'm working for. I also I think it was two years ago that I got the experience to run a show in Texas, Um, like the the first let's say the first show that it was the the way I want to do it in the States. I run it in, in Texas and I had people like Willard Utah, I had Daniel Garcia, Jonathan Gresham. And it, it was a, a huge experience. Maybe it wasn't the right place because the fans are more into Lucha Libre. Maybe they were happy just watching, like, for example, uh, Psycho Clown or a Dr. Wagner, mm-hmm. instead of that kind of independent wrestling and also, as a gate, it was a disaster. <laughs> but as an experience, it was something that it was very amazing. And it's something that inspired me and that I want to try even more. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I was speaking, for example, with Vinny. And I asked for his help. And, the, and Scott from West Coast, the, hey, please help me to, to try to achieve one of my goals, that is to run a show in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they are going to help me. We're going also to trade uh, talent. Nice. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to bring more of their talent and they are going to also to try to bring some new Mexicans to to their promotion and and start working that way because every, everybody is going to win mm-hmm. but the main goal for me is gonna be that to run like a big show in in the west coast uh, with new fans and, and as I told you change my project maybe not anymore into Mexico and maybe changing. Uh, being like someone new into the states and in the in that part of the world, mm-hmm. maybe in Canada, also in the future, I don't know.
0: It's uh I mean, I think that's a, a great thing the wanting to expand and get your name out there more. and being able to step foot into the states and run shows there, you know more regularly would be huge for what you're doing right now. It'd be you're getting the the wrestlers from Mexico getting them more experience wrestling from the American crowds. Being able to collaborate with other promotions and stuff, I think there's just so many beneficial things for everyone as long as it's a, a good partnership.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what we want. To, that's what we want to do to to change the business to to bring something new to the to the fans, to the people, and that's that's the main goal right now for me. So maybe I will try it in the WrestleMania weekend. It's mm-hmm. kind of difficult, but may I'm. Um, I'm seeing some possibilities to to run in WrestleMania weekend. And if it's not in WrestleMania weekend, maybe in another month with them. And I feel I feel good with the West Coast because I like their product. I, mm-hmm. Now that I spoke with Vinny, I like their mentality. Maybe we have a lot of things in common. So I think it's going to be good to try it. And, may, and as I told them also, maybe in the future you can come to Mexico. Mm-hmm. They saw that it's not, it's not easy in Mexico. They, they saw that it's difficult to run a show. So that's what we were talking. Maybe it's going to be a, a way better to start it in the States that they have right now, like that hit mm-hmm. with the people that they have that attention and in the future try it maybe in Mexico.
0: Because I know they've really, the past, say, two years, they've really done a great job with what they've been yeah. building there.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what they have been doing, their relationship right now with the Japanese uh, wrestlers, American wrestlers. They have their school. Mm-hmm. and that's what I want to learn also from them you never stop learning in this business mm-hmm. and and I also told them one of the things that is good for me that maybe not a lot of American wrestling promoters they get the idea is my close relationship with C- CMLL mm-hmm. I'm like in indie promotion there's small indie promotion of them so uh, if you're with me in a partnership you get uh, good stuff with the biggest promotion of Mexico or the most important, the most historical one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, right now I'm the only promoter that uh, it's allowed to rent their arenas and to run shows with them. So last year in December we had Arena Coliseo, last month Arena Puebla, and next month uh, Arena Coliseo de Guadalajara. So that's something that is a clue for the the American promoters also that they don't they don't get to know.
0: How did the part, like the partnership with CML, CMLL, come to be?
1: Uh, because when I started another promotion with an, with another friend, it was called Chilanga Mask. Okay. Uh, in the past, uh, I used to work with A, and in fact, I worked with AAA. I was there. How, how do I say it in English? I was the the one in charge of the media.
0: Okay. Of, like of AAA. Media relations, almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, Dorian the the main guy of AAA, he called me and I thought it was for the booking department. I, I thought it was for that and not, I it was for the media. And I accepted because I said, this is going to be like a special deg- degree for me in the Lucha Libre world. Mm-hmm. So I, st- I stayed with them for one year. And when I ran the first show of, of Chilanga Mask, we had A talent. People that used to work with me, as I told you in their, in their beginnings, like Phoenix and, and Daga. And they they told me that they weren't able to work with me because the opponents weren't uh, like how do you say uh, good enough for the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because uh, their opponents were Chuck Taylor and Matt Cross, <laughs> and and they didn't get to know that the the quality of their opponents. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was really mad at that time. Like, hey, those wrestlers that you have are, are wrestlers that I invested money, time, effort. That now they are for you because triple A they don't pay you money like ah I got your new guy. Mm-hmm. Take some money for so I signed this guy. You don't get nothing. So I got mad and and I looked for the the other part that it was uh, CNMLL C M L L and it was strange to mix those guys with the independent wrestlers at that time. So as I told you, I'm always trying to change the product, to change mm-hmm. the the way the independent movement is done. So I, I went with them and they accepted to work with me. And right now what I have, um, like, as I told you, the arenas and all that stuff, it's effort that is, has been during a lot of years, that I pay their their money. I, I always do the stuff as they ask me to do it. I do a good product because I, I always say to, the, to their people that I'm going to do the best matches, the, the best possible matches. Mm-hmm. And I have also worked with some of their guys. That years ago were in the first matches. In the second match, for example, Hechicero, Dragon Lee, uh, wrestlers that they don't use to take care of because they weren't in the main events. Yeah. So that's that's what I told the the booking department of of CMLL. I want your new guys. I want the guys that you don't um, that they don't matter for you maybe right now a, a lot because they are in the first matches. I want those guys to to get into independent scene, to get mm-hmm. more exposure, to get more experience to get a different atmosphere and i'm going to help you to change their perspective and right now it's also great because you see echicero is their heavyweight champion dragon league was one of their best guys Mm -hmm. also in new japan Uh, so it was also a good experience for me and they see my work and right now with the new the new owner i have a good relationship he trusts me and as I have told you the the times I have run their arenas they they have they have been good shows, and I pay everything, even the last cent
2: mm-hmm. so
1: they they are happy with that relationship and they they appreciate that and they take care of me i
0: have got a few more for you that I'll let you go enjoy your evening. um <laughs> you know, you've obviously you know who to watch for out on you know on the independent scene right now. Are there any ones that really stand out to you as doing something special?
1: There are a lot of them. They're, they're amazing. For example, when I saw, as I told you, Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, those guys, immediately I knew, I knew that they were going to be big stars. And it, got, it was funny. With Daniel Garcia, he told me, man, I think I'm not going to be in one of the biggest promotions. And he was picking me like, he was telling me things like that. And I think it was two or three months later, he was already in aaw mm-hmm. and for example right now i have a lot of wrestlers that i would like to 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 bring them the females one also i, I want trisha door yeah uh, sandra moon mm-hmm. billy starks brian Kitt, um blackwood uh wells akira um there, there are a lot juta willer juta i would love to have him in mexico for example willer i think he would be like a a good a good match of here is uh, a speedball. Mm-hmm. But there's always some sometimes there are problems with some of them. That it's amazing that I I send a message to, to their Twitter, to their Instagram, and I get no answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? You don't want to go to Mexico or and, and I sometimes I get surprised or another problem right now is that most of them they don't have a passport. Yeah. So that's something that, for me, is also surprising because, as I, uh, I told them, hey, you never know when this next opportunity is going to come for your career, so you mm-hmm. better be ready. Uh, it happened with me, with Starboy Charlie, with Cole Radrick, with some of that talent that I wanted to pay their, their flight to Mexico, and they didn't have a passport. So sometimes it's difficult.
0: Uh, i uh, it still like surprises me. I know um back in April, I was talking to Brian Keith after a show. I drove down to the states, and we were talking afterwards, and like the, the guy he knows his wrestling, you know, like because we were talking about. Up in Canada, Stampede Wrestling and all that sort of stuff, and I was like, "You got to come up and wrestle some shows there." And he's like, "Yeah, I still need a passport." I was like, "You got to get on this." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's blowing up in the uh, the South there in in the states, and it's like the the world is your oyster right now. Just get that passport and grab a hold of it. Yeah, because years
1: well, during during the pandemic era, it was difficult, and maybe we had another mentality. But right now, that the world once again it's open Mm -hmm. you see the independent wrestlers going to to Germany to England uh some to Japan to Mexico and and as I told you this new this generation that was during the pandemic because most of them were like getting a good level and a good name during this era that there were there was there wasn't a lot to do for a lot of people that like lucha libre or wrestling so we Mm -hmm. we we watch a lot of shows uh, or, or some of those shows that were difficult to do. I remember the WrestleMania weekend that it was also impossible to do because of the pandemic, that GCW ran like a, a special weekend. The IWTV, they also ran a, a weekend of, of shows. Mm-hmm. So so I'm sure that a lot of promoters like me in other parts of the world, they got the chance to watch a lot of new talent. And that's what we want we want new blood. we want new talent, new new people to to mix with our wrestlers. That's what we wanted since a lot of since years ago have this new generation to to make a good product all all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's happening, for example, with Depen. Depen, I think he only wrestled in Japan and then in a few months, it was Canada and then Mexico with me. and then he got called by Repro in the u k. And right mm-hmm. now, for example, Depen is going to to the United Kingdom, I think, each month. So that's great. And with Brian Key, for example, I want to, to bring it uh, to Mexico, bring him to Mexico. So I, f- I hope in the future, because also I'm very clear with some of the wrestlers. For example, with Brian, I told him, I sent him a message months ago. That, hey, help me to get like that kind of sponsorship. Some some of, maybe not the complete, but a little bit or a percentage. Mm-hmm. I put the rest and then I I bring you. Mm -hmm. So when it's easier for me is when the wrestlers buy me the idea that they try to help me. Yeah, Yeah. And as I uh, told them, it's a retweet. Maybe it's a tweet. Maybe it's something that you post post on Facebook. It's not a big thing. You don't have to do anything that is out of this world. It's something that is going to take you seconds and that maybe is going to change your complete life. Because, for example, Lee Moriarty, also one people help me with airplane ticket and the fight money, for example. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for me to run like a big show to give him good opponents and make him have a a great
0: experience. And in that situation, like everybody wins there, you know, because you're being able to put on a a match that you're proud of. Lee's able to come down and be a part of, you know, something that he'll leave there and be like, this was a great opportunity, a great time, you know, like good memories of it. Yeah, everybody wins.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they, they have that experience. And for example, in the future, I also win, like, as I, I told you they, that I want to run shows in the States. I'm, I'm having re- right now like my little roster. No, I had experience to, I think from April, April from last year till this weekend, I have worked around like 70 ta- 17 people from the from the independent scene. New, new people. So mm-hmm. when I go to the States, I have the experience to work with Masha, with ASF with Dante Leon, with Daniel Garcia and Moriarty. I, I know how they think. I know mm-hmm. how they work. I know what they, they are going to give me for a show. And they know also how, how I work because that's yeah. something that it helps me a lot because when they arrive, they are always like scared. Is this guy going to come for me to the airport? Is he going to pay me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, am, I, am I going to be in safe hands in a different country? Yeah. So that's something that takes time to build. So right now, uh, with that experience of bringing the first one, that was Daniel Garcia, that he spoke, for example, with Lee Moriarty. So when I contacted Lee Moriarty, he was like, okay, I, I have a good reference from this guy. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to go to Mexico. with, And and it, it takes time, but it's something that is going to help me in the future in the States. To mm-hmm. have like my little, as I told you, roster that I can work with and to make a special show. They know what quality of matches I, I, I want. They know the, my product. They know where I came from because, as I also told them, I'm not like the biggest biggest promoter of Mexico. I'm a small promoter, mm-hmm. but that but that I have big goals and big dreams. And mm-hmm. when they see Cuacalco, they I am sure most of the times they are like surprised. Like it's not a big arena, and I and I always tell them it's like the real lucha underground. Yeah, we just need a good ring. We not, we just need chairs and a good fan base. That enjoy and love good pro, pro wrestling. You don't need fireworks. You don't need ring girls. You don't need the biggest audio of the world, the audio and the t- the movie screen. And you don't need that stuff. You need good wrestlers, a ring, and a good fan base that enjoy that product.
0: Put it put it this way: one of the best matches I've seen in the past couple of years was at a show. There was maybe. 250 maybe 300 and it was brian keith versus kevin Koo, and they put on one of the best matches i have ever seen and it, it the entire place was going nuts afterwards so all of, that's all you need you know is exactly just good wrestling
1: exactly as i had gresham against negro navarro and i think it was in front only of, of 100 people mm-hmm. And that's what I say to my fans. You have like the best product and it's almost like very exclusive to you. Mm-hmm. It, it would be like a good match maybe for another country in a bigger venue, venue. But you're having this match for a low price in a small arena. And after the match, you can go and speak with Navarro. You can go and speak with Grecia. You can take pictures, get the autographs without any, any, any price for free. Yeah. And the, the, the whole experience is a, a good one
0: it's almost like the thing where, you know, like you're, you're bringing in these guys, they're, they're wrestling shows. The fans are going to see them. And then maybe in five years time, so to say, maybe this guy that they, they saw at one of your shows. Oh, he's a huge deal now. And they saw him wrestle in front of, you know, a hundred people or so on one of your shows.
1: Yeah. That's what is happening. As I told you right now with Daniel Garcia or in the past, as I brought generico, for example, that right now, I think it's samey. same say saying. I don't know. He's yeah. gimmicking WWE or Raymond Rowe also when he was in Ring of Honor, and that right now is in the Viking Riders over yeah. there in the states, or or Phoenix or Penta, or all those wrestlers. And you and you can say I watch them in their beginnings, or I watched them in their first trip to Mexico, and they get that that, value, uh, that experience, as you said, because in the future they are going to be the stars as this weekend titus for me is going to be one of the of the future stars of the business
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think he's going to be one of the of the biggest one and he he's going to be like a future star so for me it's for example with titus i would like to work um a little a little bit more more times in mexico yeah maybe to to make him not not like jericho or like chris van rad in mexico because you need a an arena and you need like shows each week to build a guy like like those mm-hmm. but maybe maybe four or five times per year and that he gets experience in mexico and then he he can build that that name in mexico mm-hmm. and in other
0: parts of the world mm-hmm.
1: and, and create a different product
0: definitely yeah, um, yeah, yeah, one question i ask all of my guests as i'm wrapping up is uh a match recommendation a match that you think the listeners should go out of their way and watch, whether it's you know, you know, a major league one or independent, just as long as it's out there. One that you think that they should go watch.
1: Uh, for example, one of the guys that I'm supporting the most right now is Cole Vengador. Mm-hmm. So that's the match. That match is on YouTube. It's Vengador against Castigador. It's an Apuestas match. Okay. It's a It's a mask match that happened in Arena Querétaro. I think it was like 50 minutes and it was one of the most amazing experience because it maybe are those bo- um, two wrestlers that they don't have like a big name, mm-hmm. but that they gave one of the best matches of, of Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend that. And after that, that's one of the guys that I'm supporting. Vengador. he was the one that wrestled against Titus okay. uh, last weekend. So I recommend that, that match
0: awesome um if i can track it down i will make sure i retweet it when i send out the uh, the link for this one uh if people aren't or before we get to socials and all that uh upcoming shows what do you have in the future
1: right now it's a big show the one i told you in arena coliseo de guadalajara it's mm-hmm. like the uh, cmll they have four arenas that is coliseo That is the oldest one then they have arena puebla uh, arena Coliseo de Guadalajara and Arena Mexico. So I'm running this, this show in in Arena Coliseo de Guadalajara. It's an arena for 5,000 people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a huge one, and I, I'm kind of nervous because are the shows that, for example, I'm coming from a show with 70 people in Cuacalco, and now I have to go to the big leagues for a 5,000 uh, <laughs> venue. So uh, I'm going to be like. um Right now, working hard into that show, I still don't have the complete card, but I want to support, as I told you since the beginning, the local wrestlers from Guadalajara, mm-hmm. the new talent, the independent wrestlers. I'm taking wrestlers from other parts of the country, from Toluca, from Puebla, uh, from the state of Mexico, from Querétaro. That's my idea. The first matches are going to be new independent talent that is very young, and that I want them to have like, the experience to wrestle in one of the most historic and important places of Mexico. And I will have to to book like five or six big matchups to mm-hmm. to have a good gate. And after that, I have on October twenty three in Cuacalco a small show. And after that, I don't know because I like to run show by show because you never know when it's gonna be like the the. <laughs> and especially in these kind of shows that are huge risks, not only in money in health. As I told you last month, I ran the other arena of CMLL, the Arena Puebla. And it was very stressful for me because I have to, as I told you, do the advertising,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: administration, the booking, the security guy. I was at the show. When the show started, I was in the, in the door of the arena watching that nobody entered without a ticket, that they, they weren't uh, reselling the tickets. Uh, after the week during the show, I was the guy that was giving the flyers outside the arena. Yep. Or I went to the a lot of streets of the of the city of Puebla and I was giving the flyers. I went into uh, shopping malls and in bus station. That's what I do. I'm 100% doing all the work. The only thing I don't do in my promotion is I I don't wrestle. uh, But the rest, I have to do it. So this show is going to be big. It's like six hours from where I live. So it makes it more difficult. Well, in fact, I don't live in Mexico. I live in Nicaragua. So right now I'm here for, for a month and a half to make this show happen. And then I return to Nicaragua with my family. And I will see if I do some some stuff in November and in December. <laughs> but <laughs> the first thing is to survive this next huge event because it's 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 a lot of money involved in that show. So I'm kind of worried but I trust in my job and I trust in my work and I trust in the people that is going to to support the project. and We have to be positive, uh, 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 a positive mentality and do the the things the the right way to to obtain the results that we we want.
0: Definitely. Now, for those listening, if uh, they aren't following you on social media and that, where can they find you?
1: Um, Twitter is Lucha Memes, Lucha Mm. Memes. Instagram, also Lucha Memes. And on Facebook also we have the fan page of Lucha Memes, or the promote the one of a promoter is Daniel Edesma. Daniel Edesma. That's where the wrestlers can find me because I have both the personal one and the. I don't mix it because a lot of people mix and it's like a mess. Yeah. I have like my pro wrestling one and I have like my personal one. <laughs> so in the pro, in the Lucha Libre one they can. Have me and they can watch all the stuff of pro wrestling and the personal one is very boring I don't, do, I don't speak about wrestling I don't do anything about that
0: <laughs> Danny thank you so much for doing this I appreciate it no thank you for the
1: interview and it's always a, a pleasure to, to, know, to get to know new people that love this stuff and as I told you the, the Lucha Libre the pro wrestling world is a very small world and it's a pleasure and anytime you need some, something come with me
0: Thank you so much to Danny from, from Lucha Memes for joining me on the Maker Wrestling Podcast. If you get a chance, stay tuned. They have a show coming up. I think it's October 16th from Guadalajara. I'm not sure if it's going to be streamed or what the plan is with that, but stay tuned. If it gets put up, I think it's going to be up on IWTV because we talked about that. But as soon as I get information... I will pass it along to you. Already announced, uh, Jonathan Gresham is going to be there wrestling. So, I mean, Gresham is one of the top wrestlers out there today. So, And if you look closely at the advertisements for him, you're going to see a little Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast logo down in the corner. Very proud to be able to sponsor and show support to uh, Danny and Lucha Memes. So thank you to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at Grainmaker Pod. That's where I'm most active. Uh, Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Same as Facebook, up on YouTube, and all podcast streaming platforms. I also have email, grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. I say, I have email like I'm 70 years old. Oh, I've got email. Um, all podcast streaming platforms, like I said. And I've got t-shirts available. 25 bucks a piece. Get a fashionable Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. I will ship it in Canada if you want. I'll ship wherever. If you're in the States or, you know, if you're listening in Mexico and you want a shirt, go to whatamaneuver.net. Search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It'll be cheaper to order from there. It'll get sent right to you. Shipping will be cheaper. Exchange, all that. It's more affordable. I don't want to say affordable. It's a better alternative, better option. If you're not in Canada, if you're in Canada, hit me up. I'll get you a shirt. All right. You'll look great. Very fashionable. You want that fall fashionable t-shirt, maybe with a nice cardigan, uh, while you're drinking your pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I'm just, I'm setting you up. I'm like your style guide now. So I'm rambling. So I'm going to end it here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.